Hey, Toronto, welcome to How's the Market Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Kate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today, we're going to go through the market stats, uh, sort of recap the numbers as we're getting towards the end of uh, Q2 here. Yes, I'm sure a lot of people are excited. Everybody's talking about the market again. We had an interest rate hike and yeah. it's top of mind again. So yeah. on a high level, we saw the market starting to heat up in a, in a low inventory situation and then... Uh, the Bank of Canada raised interest rates by 25 basis points, and it seemed like a lot of people just decided it was summertime and they're going to push their search into the fall. Yeah, everyone just said, I'm going to the cottage and <laughs> took off. Yeah, throw Father's Day in there and yeah. Yeah, Father's Day, we've got Canada Day coming up. But yeah, um, anecdotally, I think the team has definitely seen the market slow down a little bit since that interest rate increase, maybe a little bit more than we anticipated. Seasonally, we always see it slow down, but it was a little bit more of an abrupt shift than I, I thought it was going to be. I thought mm -hmm. we would be busy kind of through July into August. Still may be the case. People may sort of take a break for a few weeks and then maybe they realize that they have a, a lower rate locked in or whatever it is and, and regain their search. I guess the silver lining is that if you have a lower interest rate locked in right now, if you're someone who does not need an interest rate or maybe doesn't need a very large mortgage, now might be the time for you to really score a deal because... Buyers have gone a little bit quiet for the moment. Throughout this year, there's been definitely good opportunities out there. I think in any market you can buy and, and sell well. It's just having patience to move fast when you do see the opportunity. Definitely. So yeah, just to go over some numbers, the average GTA price is up 4% from last month to 1196000 And that's for all types of units. So that's condos, detached, everything thrown in there. And that's the highest price we've seen in almost a year. We're still down 1% from last year, yep. but we're definitely seeing that climb, seeing the confidence return. Even though the market has slowed down a bit, prices are still seemingly going up. I guess we'll see the numbers for June and how that turns out. But in terms of May and looking behind us, it's more positive and a little bit higher energy, more positivity yeah. than we've seen over the last 24 months. So there's hope. There's hope in the market. There is some hope. We'll see what future months bring and what the Bank of Canada does. Yeah. And interestingly enough, so the sales to new listings ratio is 59%. Yep. 60% puts you into a seller's market. So we're just right on that cusp yeah. of being in between a mixed market and moving into a seller's market. And I believe a yeah. lot of that is because of the limited inventory we're still seeing. That's looking at the market as a whole as you segment into freehold versus condo. Still more limited supply in the freehold market. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Condos seem to be sitting around a little longer. Yes. And especially assignment sales. I've heard from a couple of agents that uh, assignments are sitting at the moment. So quite a few people who bought maybe five, six years ago were planning to turn those units for a profit without ever having to move in. The majority of assignment sales don't actually show up on MLS. So mm -hmm. they, they don't usually get factored into these numbers. Yes. Um, there are a lot of off-market deals that have happened this year both with assignment sales, condos, freehold homes. We've had quite a few. Sales. There's been some big ones in this office and there always is, but it's uh, it seems like the frequency has gone up a little bit where sellers are like, hey, here's my number, you know, share it with everyone in the office, with the other realtors that have active buyers. And uh, if we can get something done, we can get something done. But I don't want, I don't want to put the sign up. I don't want to have to clean up every every two days for a showing, that sort of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, what in your mind are the advantages of having something off market as a seller and maybe as a buyer? I Like when I think of it, my first thought is, one, if you don't really want that invasion of privacy, you don't want your house and all of your photos up on the internet, you're more of a private person, 
it can be definitely beneficial that way. But for buyers, there's also some people who want to move some property fast and want to get it up there and get it done with. And if you're having trouble or you're being caught in multiple offer situations, it's definitely an interesting approach to look at those properties before they've hit the market. So from a seller's perspective, everyone sort of goes to the anonymity of it. And if you're a top level celebrity, sometimes you want to do it discreetly and off market. Yeah. Celebrity homes, I get the anonymity and the privacy. Um, I'm sure there's, I mean, what would TMZ do if if, if they didn't actually hit the market? I know. (laughs) So, um, at a certain, you know, when you get into the luxury market over the four or 5 million mark, there is sometimes just properties that are traded within groups and they don't go on MLS. It's done through lawyers or it's done through realtors, but off market. Um, what about benefits for buyers? Benefits for buyers is, uh, you know, generally there's less competition. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have to pay more depending on what the market is just to secure the asset and, and, and get in beforehand. But um, it th- might also give you an end to see the seller's motivation before it goes on MLS. Yeah. 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 Um, we, we see out there, I mean, if you check your mail every now and then, you'll get the sort of fake handwritten letter from somebody who's looking to buy cash buyer, that sort of thing. There, and there's people that just want to secure a property and these companies will actually go out and do it and they'll pay cash for it as a buyer they probably secure that mm-hmm. under market and the way they get to do that is say hey i'm paying cash and leave whatever you want we'll get a dumpster we'll take care of everything you just pack up everything you want to and you pick the date and we're good to go yeah so, so in terms of overall pricing in the city i wanted to go into it a little bit more specifically so yeah. in the gta Freeholds have hit an average of 1.556, which is actually up year over year, as well as freehold townhomes are also up year over year. So that's where a lot of that 4% growth is coming from. So freehold townhomes actually hit an average of 1.117. I always find freehold townhomes is, the sample size is always so small that you got to take it with a grain of salt. I think as you get more into the core in the center of Toronto, you definitely see it's more condo townhouses. And then I think as you get a little bit more outside the city, um, you start to find those three bedroom freehold townhomes that are a little bit larger and don't have the fees. A lot of them are pottles once you're outside of the city as well. So that's something it's an extra fee. (laughs) It's a parcel of tied land that has an extra fee that can sometimes include road improvements, snow removal, other services, typically not to the property, it's to the land. You might miss out on those $350 condo fees, but then you have $190 pottle fees. So that's always something that you want to check in the small print. And realtors, FYI, there is a special form for that. Yes. You can't do that on a normal APS. You got to use the pottle APS. Yes. (laughs) So semis are actually down year over year. So they've hit the 1.198 thousand. And again, that's very close to the freehold townhome price. And I think... Going back to what you said about the freehold townhomes where there is limited supply of those and there aren't as many in Toronto, yeah. you have a lower sample size and obviously higher demand because there are so few of them. I find sometimes agents don't necessarily differentiate between the two. Like if you're an end unit, are you a row townhouse or are you a semi? I've seen agents go both ways. I would consider it still a row townhouse if I'm a buyer. If I'm a seller, I want to call it a semi. There you go. <laughs> Depends on your motivation, right? And then condos are down year over year. So they've had an average of 748000 which might be actually really interesting to first-time home buyers and people who are thinking of entering the market. Condos right now, you know, you marry the price, not the interest rate. So if you've been thinking about getting in the market, now might be the time to snag a condo while the prices are still low. You do have to look at different areas. We were looking at Parklawn and Lakeshore, Humber Bay, mm-hmm. and we did see an increase in multiple offers, seeing some bully offers. So this is on average across Toronto. Mm-hmm. So you, you do really have to focus down 
niche on each area. And I think there's always going to be a significant amount of competition towards that lower price point, that entry level point, because you've got investors, you've got first time home buyers, you've got downsizers, and they're all kind of in that area for the right area and for a good product, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So do you want to chat just a little bit about the Bank of Canada rate interest? So as you said, it just went up 25 points. 25 basis points. 25 basis points. Um, big banks have said to expect another increase in July, equal to the same amount. Currently, the rate is at 4.75%. Five-year fixed rates, they're going for around 4.5%. You can lock in for it. And a five-year variable, you're looking in the 5.75 range if you're getting a new mortgage, if you're looking at refinancing. Uh-huh. Those are kind of the numbers you're at. What are your thoughts? How do you think this is going to affect the market short term? And obviously just speculation, do you think we're going to see another increase? I think the increase was a good excuse to say, you know what, I'm going to start my summer and I'll keep an eye on the market, but unless something jumps out at me, Mm -hmm. um, we're still in a low inventory situation. I think last week, looking at the numbers, we crossed the 14,000 mark Mm -hmm. for a number of active listings on TREB. And that, that was up 5% for the year before, but seasonally we look at Mm 17,000 around this time. So we're still down. We're still down. And I feel like we've been saying that for years. We're still down for the number of listings needed. We need more supply. We do. We do. It's all about how engaged the buyers are and their confidence if they want to come back to the market. I think when all the other buyers are saying, Hey, I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to take a wait and see approach. That's the best time to buy. Mm -hmm. That's where you can really get an opportunity to secure a, a home without competition competition is half of what pushes prices up in the city is the multiple offers and the lack of inventory um so i'm just going to pop up a little graphic here that i found that i thought was really interesting oh wow that's amazing i know without a green screen um so it's the average sale price of homes across canada at the moment as of may so i found this really interesting vancouver is actually at 1.311 so still significantly higher than the gta yeah, has been for a while. So yeah, it's... and Hamilton really stood out to me. $814,000 average price. I was looking in Hamilton about two and a half years ago for a client, and I saw a ton of properties listed in that like 350000 sweet spot. That was right before yeah. the COVID boom came. Yeah. So the fact that the average price is like eight fourteen now is dollars uh, that's a standout number for me. And as someone who's thinking about purchasing an investment property, I'm eyeing those Winnipeg numbers, $379,000 average price. That's very interesting to me. Calgary, you're looking at 551000 We actually have a team member who fairly recently invested in a home in Calgary. Yep. Yep. And uh, Ottawa, you're looking at 673000 So, you know, still less than half of the Toronto market, but maybe a little bit higher than people were anticipating when you hear Ottawa. Yeah. I thought about moving to Ottawa five years ago, and then I realized there was nothing to do. <laughs> It's I cold. My mind. It's, it's very cold. In there. It's very cold. And I had to tell you, I was uh, a little sick of the city in the middle of winter last year. I was in the winter blues and I Googled the warmest places in Canada to move to. And it was Vancouver and number two was Toronto. So my there hopes were crushed. <laughs> yeah. I, Ottawa has a few too many politicians for me. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's not the politicians. I'm used to snakes. I've been cottaging before. <laughs> To me, it's the the eight, nine foot banks of snow that, yeah, do it yeah, from, yeah. that I just can't. You know, I'll visit my family out there once yeah. a year, but that's about it. Yeah. So if people are thinking of buying or selling right now, what's your general advice to them? Obviously, we're speaking anecdotally and from our experience and what we're seeing in the market. Everyone's situation is unique and everyone has different needs. 
But overall, what would your summary be? One of the reasons why when the pandemic started, real estate was declared an essential services, people have to move, mm-hmm. right? They talk about the sort of the three Ds in real estate is death, divorce, and debt mm-hmm. are all catalysts for people to move and people get relocated too for work. Mm-hmm. So it, life goes on, life happens still, and people need to move. Yeah, Just because interest rates go up doesn't mean that for whatever reason that they can stay where they are. If, if they have to move, they have to move. Mm-hmm. So Date the rate, marry the house. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to do it, regardless of what the market looks like, what interest rates are, I'm a big component of sitting down, having a plan, doing some strategy, seeing what the market's doing, what the best way to approach it is, and try and keep your emotions out of it as much. Mm-hmm. I always tell clients, our job is on the buy side when you fall in love with a house, we're there to protect you and make sure you don't overpay for it. Rain you in a little. Yeah. And then on the other side is we're there to seduce other people to fall in love with your house mm-hmm. so that they'll pay the most amount for it. Exactly. And I think when people are thinking about moving, we're always thinking about what kind of house am I going to get? What size? What square footage? Is it renovated? And I think what a lot of people need to take into account is the three rules of real estate, location, location, location. Yeah. So which is why you need an individual approach. Do you know what the rarely talked about fourth rule of real estate? What's the fourth rule of real estate? Location. Ah, okay. I'm glad I was here for that dad joke. Thank you. It's just some new material. Oh, okay. New material you're working on? Yeah, yeah. The old man noises and the dad jokes. They never stop here. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully this information was of help to you. You should definitely like and subscribe. If they do, will they see Max again? Yeah, I might bring Max back on the podcast. He enjoys the treat, so he misses it. Nice. Yeah, but just uh, it helps us a lot. When you guys like, when you share with your friends, if you got any good information out of this, it really does help us out, helps grow the channel. So please consider doing that before you click that little X button in the corner. And if you'd like more specific information on an area you're looking at or your home, if you're thinking about selling, you can reach out and book a one-on-one consultation with us. Absolutely. We've got newsletters. We've got flyers that go out, monthly updates. So just reach out. Yeah. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Toronto. Bye.